0: You are now listening to the London International Christian Church podcast.
1: That that anxious feeling you get when your boss looks into your eyes and tells you you are responsible oh, yeah. for the success of this company. Oh. You immediately feel the pressure. You know, of, of, it prompts you to want to work harder. It prompts you to want to work smarter mm. and give your best. Mm. You know, knowing that you're responsible brings the best out of you. Oh, right. You know, a mother knowing that she's responsible for a child. You know, not only will she work hard, she'll make sure her child has the best life. Come on. You know, my mom knowing that she's responsible for two kids because my dad walked out of me when I was five years old. The man you see in front of you today. Yeah. equals growth. Come on, yeah. You got an X of the 10? Yeah. 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 We pick it up in verse 1. It says at Caesarea there was a man named Cornelius. You the powerful Cornelius means upper the horn, in a sense, right there. And, uh, and it says Cornelius was a centurion in what was known as the Italian regiment. He and all his family were devout, God-fearing, he gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. Mm. You know, my first point is simple, you're responsible for the team.
0: Wow. Okay. You know, and, uh, you, you, you're probably
1: saying, wait wait a minute, I, I'm not a team ministry leader, <laughs> you know, I don't think this, this, this point applies to me, you might be saying, well, I, well I don't, I'm a team, it doesn't apply to, apply to me, rather, you know, uh, from my, what I understand is, teens are parents. So, uh, I'm preaching to the parents as well, you know, and uh, you can say, I'm a single professional, I don't have any kids, I'm not a parent, well hey, there's teens all around you, I'm preaching to you as well, you know, the the lesson is simply, you're responsible, our first point is, you're responsible for the teens, now what we see over here simply is, Cornelius had led his family in such an effective way, that his whole family yep. was committed and feared wow. God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he set the example Woo. of being totally committed. He prayed regularly. Mm-hmm. He gave to those in need, and he was a hard worker. Mm-hmm. How do we know Cornelius was a hard worker? First of all, he says he was a centurion. Mm-hmm. A centurion was a man who led a hundred soldiers. You know, and uh, well, I, I sincerely understand and believe that the reason why he was so effective in getting a hundred soldiers is because he was effective with the little he was given, which is his family. Woo! You see, I mean, i, I got to ask you a question. Are you effective with the little that you've been given? Do yeah. You give your heart to the one person that you disciple. Woo! You see, a lack of fruitfulness in many times can result to you not being able to handle the one person God has entrusted to you. Because yeah. God will not give you two when you can't handle one. Yeah, so You've got to right. make sure that you are responsible for that one, the same way Cornelius understood responsibility. Come on. There's a lot we learned from Cornelius. Firstly, family leadership. Mm. You know, I believe the reason why he was able to get his family where they were at is because he was doing it. Woo! Yeah. You know, and uh, his, his, the Bible says his family had the fear of God. Yes. Yeah. 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 And this is not a fear where you know when you're walking, you know, God's just gonna zap you all of a sudden. No, no, no. This is a holy fear. Yeah. You know, Moses says in Exodus 20:20, 20, 20, yeah. he preaches, and says, "Do not be afraid. Yeah. God has come to test you, so the fear of God will be with you." To keep you from saying that's yeah. so what Moses says you know, first, yeah. first he says do not be afraid then he says the fear of God <laughs> you know the Hebrew word for afraid over there is your reign which is w um, sorry y-a-w-r-a-y that's the Hebrew it means to be frightened you know the same way when you watch this sk- game movie all of a sudden five-legged that five-legged creature just pops up <laughs> or, or, or over there that's what your ray means you're frightened and then fear that the Hebrew word for fear over there is euro which is Y-I-R-A-W. And this refers to your morality. It means a moral reverence for God. Woo! Come on, bro. Come on, Cornelius understood to keep his children from sinning, they must develop a fear of God. Yeah. How do we know that having a fear of God will cause you, your children to not sin? The Bible tells us. Let's go to First Samuel, chapter 2. Okay. okay. Yeah. Come on, Frank. The restart. point is simple. You're responsible for the teens. Yes. Come on. 1st Daniel Chapter Two. More break? Oh, and dry, if come and go. Come we got pick verse twelve. Today. Eli's sons were wicked men. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a way to describe. He mm-hmm. <laughs> says they had no regard for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Now who was Eli? Eli was a priest. Yeah. And he says his sons were wicked. Mm-hmm. And if, if you're the preacher's son, you cleanly you know God. And he says they had no regard for the Lord. Simply put, they, they basically never, you know, thought about God. You know, they basically never took to heart what God thought and wanted in a sense. Wow. They in a sense ignored God. Wow. Not that they didn't know him, they certainly knew him because he was the preacher's son. He said so they never knew God, he had no regard for the Lord. Verse 13 says, Now nah, it was the practice of the priest with the people that whenever anyone offered sacrifice and while the meat was being boiled, the servant of the priest would come with a three pronged fork in his hand. He would plunge it into the pan or kettle or cauldron or pot and the priest would take for himself whatever the fork brought up. This is how they treated all the Israelites who came to Shitton. But even before the fat was burned, the servant of the priest would come and say to the man who was sacrificing, give the priest some meat to roast. He won't accept accept boiled meat from you, but only raw. If the man said to him, let the fat be burned up first, and then take whatever you want, the servant will then answer, no, hand it over now, if you don't, I'll take it by force. This sin of the young man Mm. was very great in the Lord's sight, for they were treating the Lord's offering with contempt. Bible teaches, Eli's sons had no regard for God, no regard for the Lord. They didn't acknowledge God. They knew God but they had no fear of God. Mm. Yeah. Their sin basically uh, in the scripture is, they were taking part of the sacrifice before it was offered to God. Mm-hmm. And the, the other sin was, they were also eating the meat um, before the fat was burned off. And many times when you, when you study out sacrifice in Leviticus, the fat actually belongs to the Lord. Yeah, right. And many times the fat represents our um, pleasure, taste in a sense. And, you know, And, and it, it's just simple, like, the things we eat today that have fat, this is good. Yes. And <laughs> what <laughs> happened over here, You know, what happened over here, in and some were eating the meat with fat. So they, were, they were after the pleasures of life. Mm. And yeah. they treated God's sacrifice with contempt. Mm. They had no respect or fear of God. Right. Mm. Let's pick up verse 22, it says, Now Eli, who was very old, heard about everything his sons were doing to all to all Israel and how they slept with the women who served at the entrance to the tent of meeting. So he said to them, Why do you do such things? I hear from all the people about these wicked deeds of yours. No, my sons, it is not a good report that I hear spreading among the Lord's people. If a man sins against another man, God may mediate for him. But if a man sins against the Lord, who will intercede for him? His sons, however, did not listen to their fathers' rebuke. But it was the Lord's will to put them to yeah. death. Yeah. You know, Eli's sons got to a point where they were so wicked, where they had no fear of God, that they, they were being promiscuous with the women who served at the temple. Yeah. They were sitting with women who served at the temple. That's, they had no fear of God. And you know, Eli knew his sons were doing all these things, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but he didn't lead them in being devout and God fearing. We know this because what happens is when you read later on, God rebukes Eli, and later he takes up his sons as well. You know, in a humble manner, I sort of ask, you know, the parents, do you lead your family? Mm. You know, um, l- last week's Sunday, you know, after church service, you know, a great, really great church, it was awesome. You know, I had a bit of time and uh, I went to go uh, meet up with a brother in East, Christopher. So we went to Hackney and uh, we were playing some basketball. And uh, as we are playing some basketball, what happened was we saw two teens um, arguing uh, one boy and one female. Um, so they're just arguing. So we stopped playing, we watched them for a little bit, you know, thinking something bad's going to happen. But after a while, you know, they get separated and then, you know, everything good. So we kept on playing all of a sudden we hear a lot of noise and uh, they started fighting um a boy was hitting a girl yeah. right and what happened was okay i thought i'm like okay hold on i see a lot of adults around here maybe they're going to jump in
0: right.
1: no one jumped in yeah. and christopher and i had we had to stop the fight so we yeah. ran on, we ran to the um yeah. to the two teens we, we split them up you know um the guy was just a uh, young teen he was like 15 years old he was just furious she me, she me, and uh, the girl was furious as well. Um, and I tried to talk some sense into them, but it didn't work. You know, and uh, I, asked, I literally asked myself the question, what is God teaching me over here? Preach. Uh, and uh, I sincerely believe the boy was acting like his father in some sense. Preach. And I believe the, the, the girl was acting like a mother in some sense. Right. You know, if, if our children who later become teens are taught the fear of God from a parental perspective, they will find themselves committing many sins. Come on, bro. Come on, In a humble and respectful manner, fathers, please set great examples for your sons. On, and mothers, likewise, please set great examples for your daughters. Yeah. Teach them the fear of God, yeah. and who will combat a lot of youth raising yeah. crimes in the UK? Yeah. Amen. On, yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go back to Acts chapter 2. Okay. Acts chapter 10, sorry. Come on, Frank. Yeah, yeah. 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 Come, on. Awesome. Come on. Point number two. God holds us responsible for the truth. Come on. Preach, bro. In Acts chapter 10, we'll read in verse 3. It says, one day at about three in the afternoon, he had a vision, which is Cornelius. He distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius. Cornelius de- um, stared at him in fear. What is it, Lord? He asked. The angel answered, "Your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Now send men to Joppa to bring back a man named Simon, who is called Peter. He's staying with Simon the Tanner, whose house is by the sea." Mm. When the angels voted and gone and had gone, Cornelius called two of his servants and about soldier, who was one of his attendants. He told him everything that had happened and sent them to Joppa. You know what's so incredible about this encounter is. Cornelius, you know, as we read in verse 1 to 2, Cornelius looks like a man who's saved, you know, how do we know that? He's devout. He's totally committed, totally committed to the Word of God. He's praying, you You know, he prayed every day. God-fearing. He gave support. And the angel appears to him and tells him to call for Peter. Mm. So Cornelius, this is very powerful because Cornelius was a Gentile, you know, simply meaning a non-Jew. And we'll see what God was trying to start over here. Let's quickly skip down to verse 34, okay? okay? 10. It says, then Peter began to speak, I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism. I'm too encouraged by that. Yes. God doesn't show favoritism. God is the God of all nations and all languages right there. Verse 35, what accepts man from every nation who fear him and do what is right. Amen. You know the message God sent to the, to the people of Israel, telling the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout today, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. And how he went around doing good and giving all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. We are witnesses of everything he did in the country of, of the Jews. And in Jerusalem, they killed him by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen. But us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the day. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. While Peter was still speaking his words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished at the gifts of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles. Mm. For they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. And we understand from the previous um, lesson, tongues, is just in total language. That? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Then Peter said, can anyone keep these people from being baptized with water? They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So you order that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. Mm-hmm. You know, what happened um, <laughs> slightly before the section that we read, is that Peter, of course, had a vision as well. You know, God appeared to Cornelius in a vision. He said, "Hey, send men to Joppa to also Peter." Mm-hmm. And then God appeared to Peter and He gives him this great vision. Uh, and you know, and God tells him to eat all these animals, which are considered to be unclean. You know, and uh, Gentiles in a sense were considered to be unclean to the Jews. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and Peter meets with Cornelius and he tells him this vision, explains to him, and then Peter tells him the message we just read right now. They right. mm-hmm. so can find the Gentiles salvation had come to the Gentiles, and most of us here are. Oh, Gentiles. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's quickly read Ephesians chapter 3. Okay. The point get here is God holds us responsible for the truth. Okay. okay. Come on. Come on, Come on. Ephesians chapter 3 I'll pick it up in verse 8. Yeah. Although I am less than the least of all God's people this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make blame to everyone the administration of his mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and to authorities in the heavenly realm. And the church say, Amen. Amen. God holds the church, which is the kingdom of God, responsible for revealing his mysteries. You see, the aim um, of the to you to get saved, easily. You can say, just go to this man, oh, just buy any disciple, yourself back get baptized, simply. But what had happened is God entrusted the work to disciples. Yes. You see, today God can easily send a whole bunch of angels to every single lost soul in this That's world right. and do all the face sharing for you. Come on. Mm-hmm. But then His plan is for us to do it. Mm-hmm. You on. know, I, I recall at the time as a disciple last year, it was very challenging because I was in my final year of university and uh, it. it those who students know how tough the last year of university is. Uh, you know, you've got your final year project, dissertation, you've got so, many, so much work to do, and you, you got to make sure you do great. And uh, I was my final year of uni, leading a Bible talk, um, and just, you know, a couple of guys, and at the same time, I got Bible study to have Bible studies and make disciples. It, it was quite difficult to juggle everything, even having a job, a part-time job as well. And, um, you know, what happened is the guys I reached out to me that year, you know, I baptized them, which was great, but after a few months, they fell away. And that really hurt me a lot. And uh, I asked myself the question, like, what is the point? What is the point of just going after these people, end of the day, they're going to fall away? And, and Satan was going after me, you know, Satan was going after me. I was, I was very, greatly discouraged. And, um, you know, you see, Jesus at one point, he, he would simply command someone to just get up and walk for them to be healed. And in another occasion, you know, he, he spits on the ground, makes some mud, and yeah. he, he pours on the gentleman's eyes, and he gets healed. Yeah. On one occasion, he tells the 12-year-old girl, sorry, get up, and she lives. Mm. And uh, Lazarus, Lazarus, rather, what he does is he prays first, and then he tells Lazarus, get up. Mm. So Jesus had various methods to achieve the same thing.
0: Oh, you know, in the same
1: way, when the 12 lepers came to him, he said, hey, go show yourself to a priest. But as they went, they got Amen, healed. That's right.
0: Amen. Yes.
1: And, and for me, I, I was like, okay, what is God teaching me through all this? You've got to see God in everything, God. Amen. Yeah. On, you got to see God man. in everything. And I was like, right. what is God from? teaching me throughout this time? And we see how God, Jesus, being creative. And we understand God's finished salvation, Matthew 28 and 20, which is simple. Go and make disciples of all nations, right. Right. and that, that's the plan of salvation that Jesus left for all of us, and that's how we are supposed to save people. Right. You know, and uh, I, I love how the North Region, you know, uh, has truly embraced this plan. You uh, know, uh, last yeah. week we had five additions, right? Yeah. Daniel got baptized, yeah. Yeah. he had Job got baptized, yeah. Yeah. he had Alex and Switzerland who got baptized, yeah. Yeah. he had Jolie who yeah. got baptized, yeah. he yeah. oh, not, not least, you know, because he's a very tall guy, 6'5", right there, wow. so he, he got baptized last year, he took down with him, he's yeah. a great yeah. cool. yeah, yeah, kid. Okay. You know, sincerely for me, I want to make this goal public. I want the team ministry to be the biggest ministry in yeah. the church. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. my goal, that's my first goal. I want to continue that. And, and, you know, I can't get there if I don't embrace God's plan of salvation. Yeah. You see, I, mean, I I gotta ask you: Have you embraced God's plan of salvation? Mm. Do you desire to see a modern-day miracle? Yeah. Yeah. You see, today the miracles we have yes. is not the lame walking, the blind seeing. Mm. No, no, no. It's men who stand before you right. and preach you, and tell you, and confess all the sins that have been through. Mm. And in a sense, they've been like Cornelius. When the And I'm not lying to you, this happened. The <laughs> preacher would say, Don't delay God's calling for your life. Well, so the first time I, I heard the preacher say that, I was like, Okay, cool. <laughs> so the second time I visited church, Don't delay God's calling for your life.
0: I'm like, Did so the preacher <laughs> And
1: then I came the third time. Now, the third time was very powerful because I was lost in. Of sin. I was just let out sin. And I was just afraid of God. I was like, Oh, where's my life going? <laughs> and you know, the preacher was preaching, he was like, how do you know Satan's after you? And he, he, he gave like seven signs, I forgot what they were. And I was going through all of them. Yeah. And I was scared. Satan's heart- 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 coming after me. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was so afraid. And what did he say? Don't delay God's calling for your life. I was like, okay, that's oh, uh, I'm all done. Right. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> all right. and I'm done. I'm gonna repeat the same message for you if you're busy today. You. Don't delay God's calling for your life. <laughs> Amen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. last point: be responsible for growth. Let's go to Acts 12. <laughs> <laughs> Acts 12. If we come verse one, it says it was, about, it, it was about this time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church, intending to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with the sword. When he saw that this pleased the Jews, he proceeded to seize Peter also. This happened during the Feast of uneven Bread. after arresting him he put him in prison handing him over to be guarded by four squads of four soldiers each Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after Passover so Peter was kept in prison but the church went on Facebook and locked himself the day <laughs> 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 So Peter was kept in prison. But the church was earnestly praying Amen. to God for him. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm good. laughs> Let's quickly go to Acts chapter sixteen. Oh, Come on, bro. Oh, you know, I'll, 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 I was told in the to past that Frank, you share to me scriptures. Mm. I'm like, well, we are a Bible church. Right? Yeah. 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 And, uh, and honestly, in my opinion, the one thing that really convinced me to come to Sabbath was the scriptures. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh, I, I, it was tough. The teachers were tough. <laughs> the teachers were really tough. And if the person who was studying with me, um, you know, used his opinion, I would not be here. Mm. But that person okay. answered every single question with the scriptures. Oh. You gotta use the scriptures. Yeah. Yes. Oh. You gotta yeah. use the scriptures. Yeah. 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 16. Yeah. 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 verse 11. Yeah. We read verse eleven to fifteen it says, From Taurus we put out to sea and sailed straight for Democrit, and the next day on to Neapolis. From there we travelled to Philippi, the Roman colony, and the leading city of that district of Macedonia, and we stayed there several days.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: On the Sabbath we went outside the city gates to the river, where we expected to find a place of prayer. I just got to ask you a question. Do you have a place of prayer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, my, Michael mentioned one time, he said, in the past, his place of prayer was a cemetery. <laughs> Funny enough, that's my place of prayer as well. Wow. You cool. know, uh, it's pretty, it's, it's great, it's quiet. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, uh, and many times, uh, I, I look at what's written on the tombstones, you know, and uh, I say, hey, he lived a good life, she lived a good life, and so forth. And uh, in many ways, um, I'm reminded to work hard. You know, but that way, I don't just live a good life. But I leave a legacy in yes. oh myself. That's why I love the symmetry. You know, just to get all these things. It motivates you just to want to work hard. Where I leave a legacy, not just live a good life, right there. Amen. I challenge you: have a place of prayer. Yeah. Amen. And it says, we sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there. Verse fourteen. One of those listening was a woman named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth from the city of um, Tyre, who was the worshipper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. When she and the message members of her household were baptized, she invited us to her home. If you consider me and b- believe in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house. Amen. And she persuaded us. Mm-hmm. What we learned about Paul and the brothers is, they always made sure that a pattern of praying. Mm-hmm. Now Wherever they went, yeah, right. you know they found a place of prayer. That's yes. what we learned. They had a pattern of praying. And because of their pattern, consistent pattern of praying, what happens? God opens yeah. That's right. Yeah. Only God can open people's hearts. Amen. Amen. See, I mean, <laughs> let's go quickly to Mark 9. Come on, Frank. Come okay. on, Come on, Frank. Hey. <laughs> Be responsible for growth. Amen. Yeah. Let's see how that works. Mark nine. Come on, bro. Come on,
0: Frank.
1: Verse 25 it says, when Jesus saw that a crowd was wanted to see. He rebuked the evil spirit. You deaf and weird spirit, he said. <laughs> I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. Yes. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently, and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said he was dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and listened to his feet and stood up. After Jesus had gone indoors, his disciples asked him privately, <laughs> why, why can't we drive out? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. He replied, This kind come up on, only by prayer Amen. you know i love other manuscripts it says prayer and boston right Amen. you know many times we think we should only fall on the day of mercy the next day Jesus says, no, we, we, we've got to be men and women of prayer. Yeah. You know, we got to pray and fast the demons of pride, yeah. lack yeah. of urgency, yeah. love of money. You can come up in person yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. you know, You, you can, uh, I've been there. You, know, you can use every single yeah. scripture possible to try and nail this person. You, you can have the best analogy. You can teach in such yeah. an effective way. But at the end of the day, only God will open the person's heart. Yeah. And if you don't pray and if you don't fast, that person's not going to be open. You've got to be a church. The people we're starting with, I challenge you that, hey, you've got to be a man and woman of prayer and fasting. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe that's how we'll be responsible for growth. Mm. Where we take a part in prayer and fasting. God yeah. will take a part. Yeah. In closing, oh, okay. parents, drill the fear of God into your children. Yes. Yeah. Second, let let's be a church that correctly handles the word of truth. Lastly, let us be a church known for praying and fasting And to God be all the glory We would like to thank you for listening to that episode of the podcast If you would like video versions of these episodes Whether it's sermon highlights or interviews Feel free to check us out on our website Or view them on our YouTube channel That's londonchurch.org.uk That's l-o-n-d-o-n-c-h-u-r-c-h.org.uk And for all other updates and information, whether it's services, events, or devotionals, you can find all that on our website also. Once again, we'd like to thank you for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one.